You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the Gospel of Luke in chapter 24. We'll be reading verses 13 through 31. This is the story of the walk to Emmaus. On that same day, on this day of the resurrection... Two of the disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along the way? They they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked him, What things? And they replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all people, and about how our chief priests and the leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him. We had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. And besides all of this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some of the women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning. And when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us what they had seen. They'd seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. And then the stranger said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he was going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us. It is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer, and we give you thanks for who you are, as we say together, amen. So last weekend I had the opportunity to go to Calling All Coyotes for the University of South Dakota Athletic Department I went with my mom and my dad and my aunt and my uncle and some cousins. I basically went with the whole group that goes tailgating to USD football games down into Vermilion. Now, while we were mingling around as a part of the event, I saw someone else who was a part of our tailgating group, and her name was Allison. And it took us a second to recognize each other. And like, keep in mind that we've been going and tailgating at USD games for almost a decade, and Allison has been a part of our group for that entire period of time. Through the years, I have had several hours of conversations with this person, 
Yet the other night, it took us quite a bit of time to recognize each other. Maybe it's because football has been over for a while. Or maybe it's because tailgating looks like this, and the event the other night looks like that. One of those things is not like the other one. One of those things just doesn't belong. Those are very different pictures, right? We look a little bit fancier there than we do on the normal tailgate party, um, but this like happens to all of us, right? We see someone, maybe even someone that we know well, outside of their usual place where we come into contact with them, and it just takes us a little bit to make those connections of recognition. Maybe this was the case in our scripture for this morning. Maybe this was the case for those two disciples on the way to Emmaus. Jesus is walking the seven-mile journey from Jerusalem to Emmaus alongside of these two people who are close enough to be called disciples. And no matter how many times I read this story, no matter how many times I interact with the Emmaus story, I am always tripped up by one question. How do they not recognize Jesus? I mean, he's Jesus. And like, they're not close enough to be among the 12 named disciples, but they're still close enough. How do they not recognize him? Maybe Jesus is wearing something different than they're used to. Maybe they just see him in a different context. Or maybe it is, as one of the commentaries I read this week said, they were traveling to the west in the, in the twilight hours, and so the sun would have been right in their eyes, so they couldn't have seen nearly as well as they could have. I don't know. Maybe their brains were just fried from everything that they have endured in the past few days. Maybe their eyes were clouded. Because after all, Easter may feel like a lifetime away from, for us, but this is still that same day. Their friend and their leader has been arrested and sentenced to death and crucified. And despite the disciples knowing the words of Jesus, it seems that they are stuck on his words about suffering and dying. And the last thing in their lives that they are expecting is a resurrection. All that these disciples knew is that a stranger invited himself into their conversation. And they are discussing the things about Jesus of Nazareth. And the stranger must have been living behind a rock for something like three days because he says to them, what are you talking about as you're walking along the way? And so they tell, him from, they tell him from their perspective about all that had happened. About how Jesus had been taken and handed over to the chief priests and the rulers to die by crucifixion. How the women that were a part of their group came to them and told them this crazy story about the tomb being empty. The disciples were baffled as they told this stranger about their unmet expectations. 
about their misplaced hope. We thought he was going to be the one to redeem Israel. The stranger invites himself further into the conversation as he rebukes their lack of understanding. The stranger calls them foolish, which if I'm walking alongside a stranger is going to be the end of the conversation. The stranger calls them slow of heart. But the stranger is not content to leave them in their stupor. The stranger opens the scriptures to them, explaining how from Moses, God's saving story has been moving to this point. And there they were on the verge of missing the entire point. And so the stranger helped them see how Jesus was, as one commentary put it, the prophet like Moses, the son of David, the suffering servant, the Messiah, and the son of man, all wrapped up into one person. And because Jesus was who Jesus said he is, his life was going to be a life of suffering and triumph. His life was going to be a life of suffering and triumph intentionally, on purpose. This event that these disciples had endured, this event that weighed so heavily upon them, was the plan of God all along. What they had seen was not the end of hope, but only the beginning. They just didn't see it yet. And so as the day of resurrection wanes, it seems as though the stranger is content to journey on. The disciples invite him to stay, and Jesus goes and stays with the disciples, and the stranger becomes the guest. And in pretty short order, this guest is going to become the host because they gather together around a table and Jesus breaks the loaf of bread and all of a sudden everything clicked. The stranger on the road, the guest in the house, and the host at the table had been the risen Jesus all along. Again, my question, how could it be that they missed this? It seems so obvious to us, right? But let's be honest. What makes us think that we would be any different from those two disciples? What makes us think that we'd be any better? Would you recognize Jesus if he walked up to you today? Imagine you call Jesus and say, hey, let's meet for a cup of coffee down at Laura's Lattes. Who are you looking for? Guy in a toga? Pretty good giveaway. Guy that looks freshly crucified? guy that's still kind of glowing from being resurrected? Guy in a suit with long blonde hair? How is it that we recognize Jesus? 
And maybe the better question is this, how do we get better at recognizing Jesus? And the answer is to open our eyes. Throughout our scripture passage, throughout this story, Jesus routinely made himself known to these different disciples in different ways. And the grace of our life is that Jesus makes himself known to you and to me. All we need to do is open our eyes and see. The risen Jesus wants, to, wants you to know him. And wants to be known, but I want you to be known by him. Jesus wants to love you and wants you to love him. And so Jesus shows up and waits for us to reach out, waits for us to recognize, waits for us to follow. The risen Jesus continues to show up and make himself known if only we will open our eyes. And let us keep in mind that the events of this story are normal, everyday occurrences that have the potential to be transformed by recognizing Jesus. The story in our scripture this morning is not a red-tie gala where everyone is dressed to the nines. It was Jesus walking down a road with two disciples. It is Jesus being invited into a home. It is Jesus at an ordinary table, as a part of an ordinary meal, with an ordinary loaf of bread. How is Jesus making himself known to you? What ordinary things is Jesus transforming? Could it be that Jesus is with us as we gather today? Could it be that Jesus is with us as we gather at this table? Friends in Christ, open your eyes. Recognize Jesus today. Experience Jesus tomorrow. Jesus is here with us. Open our eyes. Would you pray with me? Risen Jesus, you are here. And we give you thanks for that truth. Life sometimes gets in the way of us seeing. Sometimes it's hard. But yet you are here. Yet you are making yourself known. And yet you are calling us again and again and anew to follow you. Give us the courage and give us the vision to seek and find and live in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, 
and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.